Thank you for joining us today and a big thank you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. Karen and I have been trialing their designs for a few months and we can happily recommend them. All designs are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Are you a runner who loves bananas? Well, bananas are a great everyday food and runners seem to love them. We often see them being eaten in abundance at the start of races. But why are they the pre-race snack of choice? And are they helpful or are we just eating them because our running buddy told us they were a good idea? So today we shine a light on their nutritional properties and we're going to discover how they can help us with our pre, during and post fueling. Hello and welcome to She Runs, Eats, Performs. I'm Aileen Smith and I co-host our show with my very good friend and business partner, Karen Campbell. We're both professional nutritionists and our spare time we're runners. Our show is dedicated to you, a female midlife runner. The menopause transition is a challenging time for many women and no one wants this phase of life to affect their well-being or indeed their running. As midlife women, Karen and I know what you might be experiencing and we also know how transformational good nutrition is at this stage of life. Our approach is to swap magic bullet advice for evidence-based nutritional science. We focus on real food and strategic food choices so you can enjoy your running and be your best. We hope that our episode topics are helpful to you. However, if you'd like professional help from us, please book a complimentary work with us call at runnershealthhub.com. The suggestions we make during this episode are for guidance and advice only and are not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. If you have any concerns regarding your health, please contact your healthcare professional for advice as soon as possible. Hi everyone, I'm Karen and I'm here as always with Aileen and our topic today is all about bananas. Anyway, before we talk about all things bananas, I would just like to welcome back our regular listeners and if you are listening for the first time, a really warm welcome to you and we do hope that you enjoy this episode and all the others that have gone before and the many still to follow. Now Aileen and I really do enjoy our podcasting but we also love it when we hear from you. So do please drop us a line at hello at runnershealthhub.com just really to introduce yourself and share a little bit about your running and your nutrition goals because that really helps us to plan future topics for the podcast so that they're really focused on what our listeners want. So hi Aileen. Hi Karen. Hi, I was just wondering if you could maybe start by by saying a little bit about why we have chosen to talk about bananas today. It's funny, as soon as you say bananas, you just want to smile or laugh, don't you? It's really funny that. I don't know whether it's just Brits that are giggly about bananas, but um, it just, you know, when I was planning this episode, it just made you smile and remind you about, I don't know, funny things like yes, yes. Which cartoons is not- and things like that. Yes, it's nice. So hi, Karen. Hi, everyone. Um, So you're asking me why we thought we'd talk about this subject today. Well, Mm -hmm. uh, back in May, we had a listener survey. One of our listeners asked if we talk more about everyday foods. And I was thinking, well, a banana is a food that most runners will eat um, on a regular basis, either during training 
or before a race. So I just thought it would be a great opportunity to shine a light on the nutritional properties of a banana, um, talk about how they can support our running performance and also, um, you know, because you and I are very focused on using real food in as a preference uh, rather than having commercial sports product. I think, um, you know, it's also a, a, a little bit of a there's a trend now that there's more people interested in using real food, which is really encouraging. And of course, there is a, a place for using commercial products, but that's probably for another discussion. Yes, it is. I think, Aileen, but I do agree. You know, I think it's really encouraging that there is this move towards a food first approach, which is what we we always advocate. And actually, I was really pleased to be reading a study um, and it's a new study. It was just published this year. So 2023. And it was titled Carbohydrates and Endurance Exercise, a Narrative Review of a Food First Approach. So that is really exciting, really encouraging. And they were saying that, you know, many athletes are really interested in a food first approach. And that's really good as well to hear that the athletes are interested in this. And this is because food was seen to be a much more cost effective choice than the sports products for the athletes. And um, also that carbohydrate whole, whole foods, you know, they offer a much wider nutritional benefit than just the carbohydrates. You know, there's a, a real combination of nutrients alongside the carbohydrates. So I'm thinking there about vitamins, minerals, and also fiber that will be found in the real food. So um, we do always love to hear uh, real food being promoted because it just aligns with what we believe in and what we advocate. So Aileen, thinking about all of this, what, what will we cover today? Well, I thought we'd start with the nutritional properties and health benefits of banana. Uh, then we'll look at how bananas can be used pre, during and post fueling and in particular, how much you'd need to eat. Uh, so thinking about, well, how far does one banana go um, with regards to fueling us in all of the, those different stages? And also uh, we'll finish up with some foodie suggestions for eating bananas over and above the simple approach of just peeling a banana and eating it whole. Yeah, I know it is such an easy food, isn't it? Uh, maybe not quite supportable, but it's a very easy food to, to eat. OK, well, let's get started with the nutritional properties of a banana. And I think if you asked any runner, why are you eating bananas? They'd say that it's because they contain carbohydrates, but also they might... Um, they might think about the potassium content as well, and also that they're convenient, like we've just said. And I'd I'd probably say that they are delicious too. In our household, they are a must. In fact, we ran out of them last night, Aileen, and at nine o'clock at night, I was walking to Tesco's because we didn't have any bananas in the house for breakfast. So uh, bananas are a must in our house. And clearly intake is managed, but they need to be in the house. So Aileen, can you give us a quick rundown of um, the nutrient value of a banana? Yeah, sure. Well, it's good to know that bananas are a staple for you. Um, so it, just thinking about one average sort of medium to large size banana, according to the USDA, um, uh, that would weigh around about 118 grams and it would contain 30 grams of carbohydrate, which would include a combination of glucose, fructose and sucrose. And 
just to think about the other macronutrients. So a banana is very low in protein with only one gram per 100 grams of banana. There's practically no fat. So half a gram of fat in a 100 gram banana. Uh, But it also contains some minerals and um, vitamins as well as containing fiber. So the predominant thing is the, the carbohydrate really. Yeah, and actually staying on that theme of of carbohydrates, um, Aileen, we you know we often talk about the GL, so that glycemic load of food. Where where does a banana sit regarding GL value? Uh, well, it it sits around thirteen. So the GL rating of an average banana would be around thirteen, which is considered moderate in the GL stake. So um, the GL is um, a glycemic load and it's a measure which factors in both the glycemic index from food plus the amount of carbohydrate in one serving of food. So the glycemic index is usually worked on grams and that's not really very helpful on an everyday basis. So you really want to know what eating one banana is at one portion. Um, So as I said, it's around about 13. Now a score of 10 or less is regarded as low GL. So other fruits like berries and things like that would be low GL. Um, And when a food is low GL, it's less likely to cause a spike in blood sugars. Um, Now, we consider a banana to be what we call a quick release carbohydrate. So that means it's going to release the the glucose into our um, bloodstream more quickly than than other foods. and I think a contributing factor to the banana GL rating is the amount of fiber that it contains. So an average banana contains three grams of fiber, um, and it also includes um, a carbohydrate known as resistant starch. Now, resistant starch is, is not broken down in the small intestine, um, so it causes less glucose to be released into the bloodstream, and that's why it produces a, a lower GL index. Um, and it also helps us feel a bit sort of fuller. So we're satisfied for longer because the starch is digested slowly. So it's, it's mid range and, and it, it is digested fairly quickly. So it's, it's good for, for us as, as runners when we're using as a, a pre run snack, but it's uh, not as low as some other fruits. Yeah, exactly. And also, I think, you know, there's the there's the right banana versus green banana, isn't there? And I think, you know, if you're if you're if you're using it for your running and a quick release carbohydrate food, then having a right one, like you say, because there's only sort of around three grams of fiber, but it's high in in the natural sugars. But then a green banana, if you're looking at maybe body composition or a snack that um that will will satiate you outside of your running, then an unright one, the fiber content per 100 gram goes up to about 18 grams. So that's significantly different. And then that sugar content goes down, um, right down to about four grams per per, um, 100 grams. So, you know, it's really interesting, Karen, to know that. So we can make good choices whether we're doing green or, or ripe. Exactly. And whether we're using it strategically for our training or as a as a snack outside of our training. So just something to to bear in mind. Now, bananas are 
you know, they're a great example of a real food um, and, and also having multiple functions. And um, and really, I just wanted to pick up on the combination of sugars and a banana. Aileen, you were saying that it's got glucose, fructose and sucrose. Now, they are three types of sugars that are absorbed differently and have slightly different effects on the bodies. And now, now studies suggest that consuming a mixture of both the glucose and the fructose can help to improve endurance exercise performance compared to the equivalent amount of glucose only because they've got, they've got different systems for absorption. And 100 grams of banana contains 4.9 grams of glucose and 2.4 grams of fructose. So, um, so from a carbohydrate energy point of view, from one banana, we can get 30 grams of carbs um, at, a, at a GL of 13 plus three grams of fiber plus the glucose and the fructose that we've we've also mentioned so it's a great food in many different ways to support our running but also outside of our running as well now we'll talk about how that energy content can support um your fueling in more detail a bit later on but before we do that you know you mentioned we mentioned earlier about um bananas containing potassium as well. Aileen, what can you tell us about the potassium content of a banana? Yeah, well, the the average banana contains something between 400 to 420 milligrams of potassium, uh, which is a good amount. And it's approximately between 9 and 12 percent of the recommended daily intake of potassium. Um, So for for sort of an average adult, the ranges are between three and a half thousand and four thousand seven hundred milligrams per day for an adult of potassium. That's what we're, we're looking at sort of across our food plan. Now, most people will get adequate potassium in their food plan, in their diet by eating a range of foods, predominantly fruit. Um, so bananas are a good example, uh, but also in vegetables, pulses, nuts, seeds, and, and there's some potassium also in meat, poultry and fish. So if you eat a wide variety of all of those foods on a daily basis, you'll probably be hitting your potassium target uh, for the day and a banana might be included in that. Now, as an endurance runner, we tend to sweat and we, as a result, we might lose minerals, which are also known as electrolytes. So things like uh, potassium, sodium and magnesium, and that might lead to an electrolyte imbalance, which in turn can lead to muscle cramping in our legs or our feet or maybe side stitches. And it can also influence stomach cramps and diarrhea. So it's really important to ensure that your nutrient status of, of these electrolytes is optimal uh, so that you, you're eating an optimal amount through your everyday food plan and then adding food and drinks to your pre, during and post nutrition uh, plan. And that will support support you. Um, so having a banana as part of that plan uh, could contribute. Yeah. Yeah, exactly what I was going to say there, Aileen, that really a banana will contribute to that potassium status. But don't forget to include all the other foods as well, just to make sure that you're getting that optimal intake. Um, And Before we move on, Aileen, is there anything else you can highlight uh, nutritionally about a banana? 
Well, the the other good thing is bananas include trace amounts of other minerals. So um, when we talk about trace amounts, we're really talking about tiny little amounts, and the body does need you know different amounts of these uh, minerals. But the the small trace amounts in a banana include calcium, iron, phosphorus, sodium, zinc copper, manganese, selenium, so lots and lots of minerals. Um, mm. It's all When I was doing a bit of reading around this, I was thinking it's practically like a multi-mineral vitamin sort of um, food, isn't it? It gives us lots of different things. But there were also some that were a li- some vitamins some, uh, that were a little bit higher that I th- thought were worth highlighting. So and 100 grams of banana includes 8.7 milligrams of vitamin C, uh, 0.4 milligrams of, of vitamin B6, and 9.8 milligrams of choline. Now, choline's a really important uh, nutrient for metabolism, and uh, it produces something called acetylcholine, uh, which is an important neurotransmitter uh, for memory, mood and muscle control and other brain and nervous system functions. Uh, and as I said, all of these nutrients are a really small amount, but they're going to really contribute to your overall nutrient status. So having a banana every day is probably a good thing. Absolutely. And I think like we said at the beginning, you know, most people just associate a banana with carbs, but there is just so much more to a banana. So hopefully everybody will see bananas in a different light after after today. And another thing about bananas that's just popped into my head is that they are also a good source of FOSS. Now, FOSS is a is a prebiotic and they feed our gut bacteria. So really help us to have a balanced uh, microbiome. So really supporting gut health. Now, the thing to consider here is that some people do have difficulty digesting foods which contain um, FOSS. Um, and that's from the oligofructan group of foods. Now, for example, this sort of false contained within bananas and other foods might lead to symptoms such as bloating or possibly diarrhea. Now, we did talk about this in episode 87, IBS, uh, FODMAPs and running. So you might want to just go back if, if you if this is a concern for you or you notice with with certain foods that you get these symptoms, it might be worth just going back and listening to that episode 87. Now, we spoke about ripe versus unripe bananas early. Now, 100 grams of unripe banana is low in oligofructans, making it safer to eat, um, especially if you are following a low FODMAP diet or are just finding that, um, that bananas do irritate the gut. Now, a ripe banana is high in these oligofructans, making it high in FODMAP. So, um, so maybe just being mindful of that. But a third of a ripe banana, so that's roughly about 33 grams. It's thought that that should be tolerated by most people, um, even if you do have IBS-like symptoms. So it might be it's about portion control, portion size, rather than you having to remove a banana completely. You might just have to manage your intake. Yeah, that's a really good tip, Karen, for anybody who's having um 
sort of digestive issues around eating uh, bananas. So I think what we've done there is confirmed that a banana is a nutritionist a really nutritious food and it would be a good regular addition to our everyday food plan. Um, but before we move on to our next question, I thought it might be a good time to introduce you all to our free downloadable ebooks. Uh, we've got various um, free um, resources available to you and you can access them all at our website which is runnershealthhub.com and all you need to do is click on the top menu bar at free nutrition guides and you'll see all of them there but the most popular one is top running snacks and nutrient timing um, which is there to help you fuel your, your running and the information that we share there goes alongside with much of the the advice that we talk about in our episodes. So uh, we hope you'll uh, grab your copy there and it'll help you uh, get started on, on your fueling. So that's, uh, that's just a little segue to our next question, Karen. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for that, Aileen. So let's move on now and think about bananas and how they can be used for pre, during and post run fueling. So let's start with the pre fueling first. Now, Ideally, we should be eating our pre-run meal roughly about two hours before a long endurance run and or having a, a quick release carbohydrate pre-run snack roughly around 30 minutes before a long run. You don't want to be eating anything within those 30 minutes, but outside of that, you could have a quick release snack. Now, at 30 grams of carbohydrates in the average banana, it does sound as though it's an, an ideal and really easy pre-run snack. But, you know, how how does it stack up against a sports product? Um, but um, I, I do think it's it's real food, gives a lot of, of grams per uh, uh, grams of carbohydrate per um, per banana. Yeah, well, that, that's a good question, Karen. So, um, I was thought so that was one of the questions I had in my head is like, how can I compare a banana with, say, a sports gel or a sports drink? And I, I did find a study. It was quite an old study. Um, and it was all, it was based on, uh, measuring um, pre-exercise carbohydrate and the influence of glycemic response. And it was based on a 10K treadmill running performance. And now, as I said, it was a, an old study. It was published in 2000, but it was actually included in a, a recent uh, 2020, 2023 review. So I guess the, the information must still be relevant. And what the study looked at was various sources of pre-exercise carbohydrate and one of the um, the sources was banana slurries, which was, I guess, like mashed banana mixed with water. It doesn't sound very appetizing, but um, I think that's what they were using. Um, and um, they, they said that they used 54 grams of carbohydrate mixed with water. Um, so what they did was they observed 10 trained runners in a hot environment running 10K on a treadmill. Uh, one hour after ingesting one of the six different test solutions. Now, I'm not going to go into what the other test solutions are here, um, but there were different types of carbohydrate and um, they were looking at how that altered blood glucose response compared to a placebo drink. And what they discovered was that, um, you know, there was no influence on 10K running performance between any of the um, different uh, solutions, uh, which 
I suppose makes us realize that a banana stands up quite well with some of these other um, carbohydrate options. Um, but they also noted that they weren't actually surprised by that because when running less than one hour um, pre-exercise carbohydrate fueling might not be necessary anyway. Um, so sort of mixed um, sort of responses there. Um, but I guess, you know, it might have been a different outcome if they'd tested people on a, a longer duration, um, you know, who were who going out for a longer run. Yeah, that's right. And I think it always it, it just shows again that when you, you look at studies, they, they often lead to more questions than answers, don't they? But, uh, but I do still think it's interesting to note that the bananas as a carbohydrate fuel was as good as the other forms of carbohydrates in that instance. Um, but let's think about our carbohydrate requirements for during run fueling now. So we've spoken about pre-fueling. Now, general guidelines, as we know, would be to consume carbohydrates at the rate of between 30 to 60 grams per hour um, for exercise that is lasting between one and three hours. Although we do usually suggest during run fueling for durations of longer than 90 minutes. So anything longer than 90 minutes, you would want to be introducing something. But but below that, it, it, you know, there is evidence to say that you could r run in the fasted state. Now, from a practical point of view, to reach 60 grams of carbs per hour, if you were using bananas, it would mean having two bananas every hour. And I do think for most runners, that just wouldn't be feasible. Um, but maybe some runners could consider carrying a banana as one of their um, options for during run snack uh, alongside another snack that maybe has something um, has the equivalent content of um of carbohydrates or you could think about having one at every half an hour that is another option um but i do think that bananas are a difficult food to carry on a run um you know the it, it, with the jostling it, it can be done i think but with the jostling there is this possibility that they might become all mushy and difficult to handle so it might be that you prefer a banana based pre-made snack now we really like ella's um ella's kitchens fruit pouches now it's baby food but really easy to use as a snack and we get lots of our clients onto this and they love it and actually i was speaking to um, a potential client just the other day and she was saying oh yes i use those and love them so people are using them more and more now their banana pouch has 14 grams of carbohydrates and their banana and coconut one has 21 grams of carbohydrate in one pouch. So, you know, less than a banana, but a good alternative and potentially easier to carry and, and utilise. Yeah, and I think, as you said, Karen, the fruit pouches are such an easy way to carry a snack. I mean, a bunch of bananas is just not going to work, is it? Um, unless you're doing a charity run or something, and that's part of your your thing. I'm just uh, remembering all the bananas I see fun running around uh, when you're on these big races. Um, so I think, as you say, carrying one banana might be okay if you've got a small pack and you were planning a, a, a long run, or maybe 
if you've got somebody supporting you that could hand you a banana on route, that might work. Um, mm. But it's probably not that practical, really. Um, mm. But using a banana post run as a post run snack would obviously be easy for most people because you could eat that um, on your arrival home or at the end of a race. Um, now, we usually suggest having a quick release carbohydrate snack within 30 minutes of completing a long endurance run. Um there's various guidance around that and the guidance, um, a general guidance is to consume carbohydrate at one, one gram to 1.2 grams per kilogram of body weight post exercise. So for example, if you were a 70k, um, kilogram woman, you'd be taking on board between 70 to 84 grams of, of carbohydrate at that period of time. Now, for most people, you wouldn't want to have three bananas to, to make that target. Um, but I think, as you said, Karen, you could have a mixture of quick release carbohydrates to hit your target. Um, so that's something to to think about as well. So I was just wondering, Karen, if you would share your favourite poster on snack, because I know you you mentioned that you love bananas and I, I'm yes. witness to that. I've seen you using bananas a lot. So tell us what your favourite poster on snack is. Yeah, my favourite, it is it is my favourite, I love it, um, is um, brown rice cakes. I have two. And then I top that with sliced banana and drizzle it with honey. Now, sometimes it depends on the type of running I'm doing, how long I'm running for. I'll also add some nut butter and maybe have um, a handful of nuts on the side too. But it depends whether I need that just the carbs in that moment or whether it's okay to, to be combining some protein with it as well. But I do love it. <laughs> I know, you, can t- you can tell you can love it. I can, I can see the pleasure coming through the, the band waves here. <laughs> <laughs> okay so so i i'm glad you mentioned honey there because it's often forgotten and it's a very easy post-run snack and honey also includes both glucose and fructose now i often eat it just off the spoon at home um and um another way that i've used it is to take it in a, a sachet you know the kind of sachets that you would get um, if you go to a hotel and you, you get a little sachet of honey, uh, you could pop that into your bag and take it to the end of the race and, and eat it that way. Um, or I've also added it to warm water because, as you know, I always struggle to um, take on board something straight after a long run. And But honey and, and warm water in a flask is quite an easy way to, to get it in. Um, so, that, so I'm a big uh, fan of honey, but it's also considered a FODMAP food. And, and obviously, if you're a vegan, you may not want to have honey either. Um, and I, I think, you know, it's just great because it's an everyday store cupboard food and it's easily accessible and, and used, uh, particularly if you're at home. Yeah, definitely. And I love the idea of um, of the, the little honey sachets, Aileen, um, that you can that you can purchase or, like you say, get at hotels. That's a really simple way of um, of carrying like a, a spoonful of honey. And again, you know, you were saying about the vegan the vegan runners not um, one clearly not having honey. Now they could replace that with maple syrup, which has got roughly the same amount of sugar in it. So you could just have a spoonful of maple syrup in instead. Now, I think really from what we've spoken about, the key thing to remember is that using 
carbohydrates strategically for your pre, your during and your post-fueling is essential. And using carbohydrates appropriately before exercise is likely to help increase muscle glycogen content Now, carbohydrate intake during your exercise is likely to maintain that blood glucose levels and provide fuel for quick oxidation, which will then spare muscle and liver glycogen stores for later on in a long long run. Now, post-exercise carbohydrate fueling, that really is to help replenish muscle and liver glycogen stores and support a speedy recovery. So these are the reasons why it's really important to include carbohydrates at these key times around your training. Now, we mentioned a quick-release carbohydrate snack um, straight after completing your long run And do remember to plan a post-run meal as well. And that would include complex carbohydrates alongside protein. And you'd be thinking about having that within two hours of completing your run. And then following that, um, you you potentially could then go back to your everyday healthy uh, meal plan and um, spacing your food out as you would on a normal day. So, I think that maybe is enough about carbohydrate, Aileen. I'm just wondering if um, we'll pause for a a short advert break before we move on. Yeah, sure, Karen. So uh, today, this is a moment in the episode where Karen and I just uh, talk to you for a moment about what we do outside of the podcast. Uh, And you'll probably know that in recent months, Karen and I have been wearing amazing Jane leggings and we wanted to share some of the reasons why we love them. And one of the reasons is because they've got a unique personal safety feature. Now, Amazing Jane brought uh, to the market uh, and their innovative tracker leggings in response to a safety situation that women face on a daily basis. Um, and every pair of Amazing Jane activewear leggings has this tracker pocket and it's a very small hidden pocket designed to be the correct size for a GPS personal tracker, such as a tile personal tracker. Um, and you can pop it, your tracker into this tiny little pocket and it's out of sight and uh, it's easy to carry and it's not related to your telephone. Um, so it's a great way of um, just protecting your safety. And we all know that personal safety is really important for women and especially for those who regularly exercise outdoors at all times of day and in all weathers. Um, now, as, as runners, we, we not only have to be concerned about our personal security, but we're also at risk of having trip slips and falls. And we we tend to rely on our phones for emergency assistance. But what if we drop our phones or it runs out of charge or in the worst case scenario, it's taken from us? So in any situation, having a concealed personal tracker would really help friends and family find us and give us help if we needed it. So that's one of the sort of unique things about Amazing Jane leggings. And there's lots of other technical reasons that we can share about the leggings, too. Uh, but for today, we just thought we'd share this uh, special uh, personal safety feature. So if you would like to try Amazing Jane, please use our special listener discount code RHH10 for 10 pounds. 10% discount off all purchases. And remember that Amazing Jane ship across the world. So please check the website for more details, which is amazingjane.com. 
Great. Thanks, Aileen. So let's now round up with some foodie suggestions for eating bananas. Now, as we know, I'm a real banana fan, Aileen, but I'm just wondering, are you? Uh, well, yeah, I do like bananas. Um, and like you, I could eat them every day if they were there. Um, but I'm always conscious um, of my carbohydrate intake. And so I, I do follow a, a low GL food plan. So I tend to only eat bananas on days where I'm doing long runs. Um, I find them very tempting. And if there's a bunch of bananas in the fruit bowl, then I just would want to eat them every day. Uh, so what I do to uh, help manage my <laughs> banana consumption is um, I'll cut them up into quarters and I freeze them and then I'll add a chunk to my smoothie. Um, and, and also one of the things I've discovered is that bananas make great ice cream and all you need to do is freeze chunks or slices of bananas uh, for a, a couple of hours and they go solid and then you blend them into a food process. So use a food processor, not a blender, uh, because you get a better result and, and that will make the um, the bananas smooth and soft. Um, now, I, I actually use make my ice cream in my juicer and I've got a masticating juicer. So that's the type that pushes the fruits and vegetables through the machine with a, a twisting gear. I don't know if uh, it's difficult to explain. I've got an Oscar juicer um, and it's got one of those twisting gears and it makes lovely fruit ice cream. So it, it, you can do it with other frozen fruits as well. But the banana is is lovely. Um, but as I say, a food processor can also do the job. And then what you can do is you can either eat it straight away or freeze it for later. You could add things like nut butter or chopped nuts or chocolate chips or maybe some honey or cinnamon too. Um, so that's a really lovely way of um, having something different. Oh, yeah, that sounds really nice. I never thought about making bananas into ice cream. But the idea of just adding the little the little flavorings as well, like cinnamon and honey and chocolate chips all sounds really lovely as a as, as a treat. Um, now, as we mentioned earlier, and I mentioned I've mentioned several times, I think that I love bananas, um, especially on rice cakes or, or oat cakes as well. I do like them on oat cakes as well. Now, that, but there are a lot of other things that you can do with bananas, lots of other ways to eat them. So Aileen, you've just mentioned a couple there, but you could have them as a topping with porridge or overnight oats or even just chopped up with yogurt. It's really nice, actually, mashed banana on toast. And again, depending if you're using it around your training, you could then drizzle honey over that as well. Or you could have it as part of a sandwich. You know, I do know some runners who will eat a white bread banana sandwich as a, a post-race snack. And some that I know will will take that on, um, say, an ultra run with them, maybe put honey in there again, just because it works, it's real food and it's it's carb rich. Well, that sounds lovely. I love a banana sandwich. It sort of really mm. reminds me of childhood. Um, yeah, that sounds lovely. And another idea might be to make banana bread or muffins or flapjacks. Um, that would be another easy way to uh to carry them and use up bright bananas as well. 
Yeah, definitely. There are so many ways to to use bananas. And we'd love to hear from anyone if you have any favorite recipes, which include bananas that you could share with everyone. If you do, then do just drop us a line at hello at runnershealthhub.com and we'll give you um, a shout out. We'll share the recipe and give you a shout out as well. Now, Aileen, would you maybe share one of your banana smoothie recipes just for everybody to to think about and and as a way of of using bananas? Yeah, of course. Um, well, as you know, I love a green smoothie. And um, as a pre-run smoothie, what I do is I'd blend one fresh uh, frozen banana alongside with uh, maybe a cup of fresh spinach leaves or, or any other kind of leafy greens. Um, I'd maybe add about 200 millilitres of almond milk or another milk of your choice. And then a chunk of ginger, maybe a quarter of a cup of oats for some more carbohydrates and a teaspoon of chia seeds. And then I just put them all in a jug blender and, and blend until smooth. Um, so it's a really fresh, uh, clean sort of drink and you get that lovely banana uh, flavour. So a big carbohydrate hit before a pre-run. Oh, it sounds really delicious, Alien, and also one that would be easy on the digestive system. So for people who struggle to eat food before they go out on a run, that might be a, a really good but still nutrient-dense alternative. So bear that in mind, everyone, if you do struggle with, with digestion. Now, I'm definitely going to try that recipe. I really like the idea of it and would just be a change for me from what I normally have. But I have to say, I think that the banana ice cream will be on my list as well. That does sound really lovely. Um, but anyway, Aileen, I think we maybe have to round up now. But um, just before we go, would you maybe just give your key takeaways from today's conversation? Yeah, sure, Karen. So the key takeaways about bananas are they're obviously they're an everyday nutritious fruit and they include carbohydrate, potassium, vitamin B6, vitamin C, choline and a wide range of trace minerals. And as we said, there's lots of different ways to use them either as a pre or post run snack. And perhaps uh, you might even find a way of using them during a run um, alongside other foods and whether you choose to eat bananas or not please remember don't neglect your pre during and post run fueling and use carbohydrates strategically because that's going to support energy performance and recovery and finally always consider real food because it's got multiple benefits Excellent. Thanks very much, Aileen. And thank you really for sharing all things bananas with us today. Um, we hope that you'll enjoy including bananas in your food plan now. And remember, everyone, don't let nutrition be the limiting factor in your running performance. Thanks for joining us today on She Runs, Eats, Performs. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and will join us again soon. Before you go, please listen to the end to hear more about Amazing Jane Activewear and why their leggings were voted best for runners by Women's Fitness. Once again, thanks for listening and have a great week. We'd like to introduce you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear for Women's Changing Bodies recommended as best leggings for running by women's fitness magazine we think they have everything a female runner needs first of all they are high compression to support your legs and bum they have a deep waistband so they stay up and they don't move about when you run 
There's a handy left pocket for your phone and a zip pocket on the waistband, which is great for your cards or a key. They also have a hidden tracker pocket for storing a GPS tracking device, and this is a unique safety feature. All Amazing Jane designs, including tanks and tops, are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. Karen and I have been trialing wearing their range for a few months, and we can happily recommend them. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners' special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Thanks again to Amazing Jane Activewear for being our show sponsor and for sharing discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases.